video from YouTube called The uh, Evangelism Linebacker. Go ahead and check that out. Uh, my good almost friend Michael Sykes from LifeBridge Christian Church in Decatur, he's the lead pastor there, has come here because we are go experts. And the good news is this will not hurt half as much as what you just saw in the video. <laughs> but remember, we blow you up because they got it. We will knock the pride out of you. Right out of you. Now, <laughs> I said we're the Go experts. <laughs> what makes us experts on Go is that between the two of us, we have pretty much gone everywhere. Is that fair to say? Oh, uh, man, we go to restaurants. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just about every one of them in Alabama. <laughs> we've, uh, we've gone to hospitals together. Yes, we've uh, gone to hospitals. We do a lot of stuff down at the camp. We've logged many miles uh, to the camp and back. Uh, yes. Let's say I think we got some international experience. They're, they're between the two of us, London, uh, Haiti. Zimbabwe. Yeah, Mexico. Mexico, Guatemala, uh, yeah, Belize. We've, we've been a few places, so I figure we know... We know go, all right? And we want to share that. We're going to talk more about some of the places we've been later on. Uh, and for anybody who's visiting, today's your first time. I do need to tell you it's Family Sunday. And in case you haven't quite figured that out, that means anything can happen, all right? And, uh, but also, we're in week number four of a series that we've called Resolutions for the Soul. And we've been breaking down our, our core values of Huntsville Christian Church, which is Say it real loud and proud. I know you know them. You ready? Win, Win commit, commit, grow, grow and go. go. There you guys almost sound like an infomercial. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and for $19.99, you can get the whole package, all four of them. Uh, but as we get started, I want to I want to pray, and then I want to do kind of a quick recap. So if, if it's your first time here, if you've missed a couple, you'll you'll be caught up with the rest of the class, so to speak. So just real quickly, will you pray with us? Father God, I thank you uh, for the opportunity we can come, that we can enjoy. Um, being challenged, that we can look at things like the, uh, the evangelism linebacker. We, we can laugh at it uh, because it's staged to be funny, but the, the reality is you've called us to go and you've called us to impact the world and you've called us to make a difference. And so I pray today that you'll speak through Michael and I. I pray that um, as we preach your word, as, as we put out the vision of, of go to, to Huntsville Christian Church and, and to those listening, that um, you'll put a burden on each of our hearts that, that will answer that challenge that we'll go somewhere we'll plant the seed we'll make a difference and most of all we'll represent you wherever we go it's in your son's name we pray amen um so first off we had win on win commit grow the the question was asked what are we winning and and the answer is simply we're winning people uh to jesus christ we're winning people to knowing god to having a relationship with him and to understanding his love the next one is commit what are we committed to um, we're committing to a relationship with God and a relationship with others through corporate worship, through small groups, through serving together, through accountabilities and conversations. The next one is grow and to kind of expand on grow a little bit. How do we grow? We grow through prayer, personal study of God's word, meditating on his word. We grow through application of what we study in the Bible and we go through accountability with other Christians. So where do we go? We go into the community. We go into our state, into our country. We go into our world. We go wherever God calls us to go. But how? And that's some of what we're going to talk about today. To start all this off, we can't win, commit, grow, go, really do any of those things if we're not building our own foundations. And to do that, I've challenged everyone at Huntsville Christian Church to a minimum time of one hour of prayer, 
one hour of Bible study, one hour of worship, one hour of service, and one hour of fellowship each week. I hope that as you do that, you'll grow into to more time. And I spoke about that last week, but, but that's what we're looking for. The starter is just an hour of those things, and it will help you to set up a foundation in your personal life to go out, win, commit, grow, and go. But why do we want to do that? Just because we think it's a good idea, just because we want to wear some football jerseys and jump around on stage and say, you should go because we go. No, we should go because Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20 tells us, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. I've asked Michael Sykes to come and just share with us a little bit about LifeBridge's journey, because they have been on quite a journey the last couple of years. But the neat thing is, is the journey they've taken has uh, shaped them into a church. And I just wanted to share with us about how LifeBridge's journey is helping them to respond to Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. If you are not familiar with the, the story of LifeBridge, uh, we, we actually are a merger of two churches, uh, the Hartsville Christian Church and the Decatur Christian Church, uh, uh, both struggling along uh, for many years. And uh, it came to a point where uh, my wife and I, uh, in October of, of 2010, we, we were looking for the next option. It, 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 was, it was time to get out of Dodge because we knew that, that it, was, it was coming to an end. And God uh, works in mysterious ways. And he worked through fire and uh, just destroyed a, uh, uh, our building and everything that we had in it. And, uh, and it is just an amazing thing that it was from God that day. Uh, it was something as simple as unplugging a microwave uh, out of an outlet that set off a tra- chain reaction of things that, that, that took place. And uh, that day, standing there in the parking lot, we, we got an inch of rain. The fire department dumped a million gallons of water. Uh, it, there was tornado sirens. That building was going down that day because God was behind this. Well, that led to um, the Decatur Christian Church, who, whose minister just resigned, saying, hey, you guys are standing out on the street corner with a preacher. Uh, we're in a building without a preacher. Why don't we get together? And so as we came together... Uh, the leadership of both churches looked at things and said, you know what, we've got a great opportunity. Why, why, why don't we start over? Why don't we do some serious self-checking of, of what we have got going for us, what we've done wrong, what we need to be doing better, what, how do we need to be uh, following God's word? What, what have we been doing wrong? And so we spent an entire year looking at everything uh, that the church has done, our philosophy, you know, why we do the things that we do. And we asked the tough questions. We asked the serious questions. You know, why do we do this program? Why do we do this? Why, why do we support this missionary? And when we came out of it, we really felt that God was laying on our heart this great commission that Lancaster just shared with you. Go into the world and make disciples. That that just felt heavy on us. And we knew that God was saying, I I don't want you to do church the way you've always done church. Because I want you to have a new emphasis, a new philosophy. And it is on the disciple-making process. I want you to make relevant, 
disciples, people who can go and reproduce just as I have done. And so we have prayed over this and we've come to, to the, we're, we are a work in progress, we know that, but we have, we have implemented this mindset that everything we do has to do with making disciples. We've cut a lot of programs, we've cut a lot of stuff, and if it does not point us and channel us into building relationships, focusing on relationships for the sole purpose of making disciples. Well, that spilled over into our mission program. You know, we're just like a lot of churches. We've got a list of missionaries, and, and we send money to every single month. We send them something, and we, we look, and we've got this bulletin board that's got all the letters and pictures, and you know, every once in a while, we'll get an update. We'll have somebody come in, and, and, and we just we feel great about it. But we looked at Jesus' command on us and said, are we really being obedient to his word by just sending money? So we said, we, we want to do something different. We want to partner with these people. We, we want to go into the Neighborhood Christian Center in downtown Decatur with a new mindset, with a new way of thinking. We, we want to go to these places not just to do a project, not just to, not just to meet a simple need of backpacks for school or uh, you know, a Matumba, uh, a, a house for pregnant ladies to live in, in Zimbabwe. We want more than that. The, the backbone of all that we do with our missionaries, the going, the go into the world, hinges on making disciples. And we use the, we're going to raise $20,000 and send three teams to Zimbabwe to build these houses for expecting mothers. We use these opportunities to build the relationships to Disciple, Because that is the model that Jesus gave us. That is the model that Paul carried out. He didn't just go and say, hey, I'm here. Let me tell you about Jesus and shoot on. He focused on building relationships. And so that's what we want to do. We want to partner with these people. I love Acts chapter 1. This Great Commission and Acts chapter 1 have, have, have brought on new meaning uh, to us. We know the Great Commission, all power and authority has been given to me. I, I mean, I love that part. You know, that's what Jesus says right before he says that. He goes, I, you know, I've come back from the dead. You guys have seen me. He goes, all power and authority on heaven and in earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples. Well, just a few days later, he gathers them around again, and he goes, guess what, guys? Because I want you to stay here just a few more days. He goes, my Father's Spirit is going to come on you. He goes, and then he tells them something. He goes, and you've got to love Jesus' <clears throat> delivery here. He goes, you are going to be my witnesses here in Jerusalem. In Judea, oh, and in Samaria, and to all corners of the earth. You are to be witnesses around the earth. And then he vanished. 
<laughs> you know, they're standing there like, what did he just say to us? What just happened? And I had a question. There, <laughs> there began the journey yeah. of them going into the world. Yeah. And in the same likeness, a few years back, myself and the elders, we took some time. We went through, why do we have when, commit, grow? And why are we following that? And what's the point of it? We funneled it all through, and the starting verse was the Great Commission. And same thing, we bounced it through making sure that we weren't just coming up with grand ideas, but we were falling in line with God's revelation for what we need to be doing. And, and one of the, the other outcomes of that, as I said earlier in the Sunday school time, we've established HCC to go. There's a link on the website, and it's your place to go and get information on all things, whether it's community service opportunities like helping students at Providence School with math and reading, whether it's serving Downtown Rescue Mission or with Choose Life, collecting things and distributing them. We're doing the Super Bowl uh, Soup for Life campaign right now. We're collecting the soup. We've got Hurricane Sandy Relief, where we're going to go and rebuild parts of um, Jersey Shore or Long Island. You can sign up out in the InfoPod area in the foyer. That's going to happen May 25th through June 2nd. So if you've got a if God's put something on your heart that you need to go and you need to do something, here's some opportunities. Um, also, we're hoping in the first week of August to do some work in New England with Restoration House Ministries, and there's going to be some more opportunity coming that way. We have international opportunities to go and serve and build these relationships. Uh, just as a church, we've got a team that's making preparations for 2014 with Lifeline Christian Mission. They're going to schedule a trip. To, uh, and so if you're interested. Check in with Tanya Williams or, or with, um, with Mark Henry. Uh, and here's, the, here's what I want to challenge you. As we talk about go specifically today, don't come up with reasons why you can't, okay? Because I'm, I'm the master delusionist. I can talk myself out of anything if I really try hard enough. And I think we all have that gift, all right? Look at the reasons you should go. Don't, don't look at why you can't. Look at why we should. Um, Another thing, Life Ridge is, is heading to Africa. He's talked about that a little bit already in 2014. Um, we're going to talk about, I got a couple questions for you about that, okay? Um, first off, why Africa? Why now? Um, as you've shared a little bit, you've been to Mexico 13, 13 times. times. Um, reality is you could make three trips to Mexico for the cost of one trip to Africa, um, so why, why Africa? Why now? <laughs> well, you, you did all this stuff in, Me- in Mexico, but why, you know, what's taking you to Africa yeah, now? Um, th- th- help me th- out. I, I, that's a question I ask God to. Because um, <laughs> let me tell you, uh, making a, a trip to Zimbabwe, uh, especially Mashoko, Zimbabwe, in southeast, where, where it, it, it's just, it's a two-day trip. I mean, you leave your house, you will not get there for two days. And, and every bit of that is on an airplane or sitting in an airport um, and it's strenuous. It, it is a tough journey. And so I've asked God a lot, you know, why? Why this part of the globe? Why can't we choose, you know, somewhere on the Mediterranean, you know, <laughs> Greek islands, you know, someplace else? Uh, I hear all these people being called to, you know, Spain and Hawaii. I, 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 and I'm, you know, God, you got me over here. So that, 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 that's a great question. And, and I, I shared with the Sunday school classes a little bit earlier, um, I... There was a moment about five years ago where I was teaching this very lesson about the Great Commission to a room of high school and middle school students. And there was this moment when I read the words, therefore, go, I froze. I mean, my notes were on my page in front of me. And I froze. And everything just turned blank. 
There, there was nothing else to say. And there was this voice saying, Zimbabwe. I want you in Zimbabwe. And it seemed like an eternity to me. It seemed like I sat there and have, you know, treated God the way I treat him most of the time and try to wrestle with him and say, no, I'm not going or deny it. But for 30 seconds there, I, I just that was the voice I heard, Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe. And to this day, I, I can't explain it. But through a series of events... Um, that I want to share with you now. God has opened doors and he's led me there. Uh, I've gone once thinking that, okay, I'm going to go be obedient and go to Zimbabwe. And, uh, you know, I'm going to check that off the list. God, what you got next? Never go and, back. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, it was, uh, okay, this is great. And uh, as, as we got there and we were able to minister to people and, and see what God is doing out in this remote African bush was just amazing. And I know God had all along a bigger plan than just a one-time trip. And so now, uh, you know, we've gone back again. I've taken my family with me, and, and, and they have jumped on board on, the, on some projects. And, and we just feel that, that God has opened this door. And he goes, Michael, he goes, I want you to lead this project. It's a project that is going to help expecting mothers. Right. Look, my, you can ask my family. I'm not the most compassionate guy. I struggle in that area. You know, I, I, I look over people who are in need, and it's just a weakness of mine. And, you know, I, I, I mean, I've preached and taught to, to these 70 uh, to, to 100 pregnant ladies sitting out on the dirt floor, and it never once dawned on me that, hey, maybe I should do something about their living conditions. But God has placed a burden, and he says, I want you to go and meet this need. But above that, I want you to take this message of discipling people. That's what I want you to do. And so the project of, of building some houses for uh, some, some temporary houses for some expecting mothers, that, that's just meeting a need. The why I am going is that established relationship with a couple of guys so that I can go and say, hey, fellas, you know, let me help you make disciples in your country. Instead of just telling people about Jesus, why don't we go and duplicate what Jesus has done in our lives? And so that's, that's why. All right, I'm going to put you on a spot because I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this question. Um, <laughs> the difference between, like you said, 13 years, Mexico... Your own kind of maturity, your own your own journey, right there with maturity, spiritualness, the the transparency. What's the what's the difference? I grew up in a church that believed in mission trips, and I took my first mission trip when I was a sophomore in high school. Went to Mexico. We're building a nursing home there, and so just it was ingrained in me. We're going to go down here, and we're going to help these people in Mexico. They have a need, and we're going to we're going to go meet needs. Well. I, I grew and then got into the, to, to the ministry and, and everything was, hey, we're going to go work with these people and we're just going to, we're going to do things for them. That, that's what we're going to do. We're going to take a trip, spend a lot of, mon- of our money, feel good about ourselves, go down there and do some type of project. And when I look back on a lot of those projects, I've been to Mexico 13 times. When I look back on a lot of those projects, we started a lot of stuff. I don't ever recall us finishing anything. <laughs> we, we would go down there to, to help with something, 
and, 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 and we would get to the point where we just run out of time and we, we, couldn't, we couldn't finish it. And so the, the, the reasons for going into the world in my life have changed. And, 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 they, and they've just changed within the last couple of years. Before it was, let's go because we're supposed to go and let's build something. Let's do a VBS. Let's, let's do something like that. So now it has a different purpose. And that purpose is, I'm going to go and, and I'm going to be in prayer. Saying, God, show me who you want. Show me who you want me to build a relationship with. Who, who I can form some accountability with. And who I can keep in contact. And I can say things like, you know, have you thought about this? Or have you done Somebody that I can help grow in their faith. And so, you know, we, we talk about Mashoka and we talk about Zimbabwe and God just made it obvious. I got two guys. Isaac, whose name is this long and I'm not going to say it, so <laughs> his name's Isaac. You can live with that. And then Stephen Chiquati, who uh, is two guys that God has just placed in my path over there. And they're people, and, 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 I, and I, I mean, I kind of pat myself on the back here. I feel kind of like Paul a little bit. Th- these are guys that... I established a relationship with on my missionary journey through. And there are people that I write back to. There are people that we communicate with now. And, and, and there's questions. There's how do I do this and what am I doing? And to me giving answers and advice, all things that are, are rooted in the Bible. And so the purpose now has changed from just going and doing something to carrying out that great dis- uh, commission in forming disciples. Awesome. You know, um, something I find interesting, too, is you've been to Mexico 13 times. I've been to Mexico. I've been, I've traveled to a lot of mission trips, and a lot of them were just like that. We do that because we go, we need to go into an inner city and, and share the gospel. We need to do those things, but we really need to make, be preparing ourselves for the relationship that goes with it. It's not just putting a simple Band-Aid on something and walking away or not finishing the project. And, and the reality is some of us need to start going right here in this building not not just some of us aren't ready to go across the street or into somewhere else in Huntsville or into another state or another country some of us just need to go to the back side of the building and start serving with our kids ministry (laughs) and helping out with our junior and senior hires and getting involved in mentoring the younger lives and bringing them back up because the the reality is and again remember I blow you up because I love you can I get an amen amen all right if we don't care about those guys if we can't establish some mentoring right here for these little guys, and this is what makes this a great message for Family Sunday because they're here and they're in your face, they're in your laps, and if we can't reach down and start loving and mentoring them, we are worthless walking across the street. We are worthless going to another state to say, hey, we want to help you. I don't want to help the kids in the back because, frankly, I don't like kids, and that's a lie because every one of us have them pretty much. So some of you guys better not, okay? <laughs> keep an eye on those younger kids but you know what i'm saying somewhere in your life you have kids somehow you are we are all three degrees separated from kids you may not be able to have them you may not have ever had any but they're part of your life there's cousins nephews nieces whatever i'm telling you if we can't reach in right here and start to go and love and serve the ones here we're worthless going outside the door and trying to make a representation of, we're here to tell you about Jesus. We want to build a relationship with you. Uh, somebody once said, 
and talking about uh, conventions and North Americans uh, and travels and things like that. Well, I can't get some of the people in my own church to talk to each other. Why am I going to get them to go somewhere else and talk with other people? It was a very wise man. He blows them up because he loves us. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> we got to do this. The Great Commission, the go, yeah, it's all it, it's to, the, to the farthest places. We got to start right here. We have to go here. It, it's not just about the Great Commission either. And, and the reason I asked Michael about Mexico and the transition is because it's also about the greatest commandment. And before Jesus commissioned us to go, he gave us a commandment. And that was in Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 through 40. And um, <laughs> we've, we've been talking about this day off and on for a while. And um, there, there are a couple of caveats to this. One is I wasn't going to preach through my normal, how I print everything out. So I'm really uncomfortable. The other one was we just really told each other bits and pieces of here's what we're going to do. We got together this morning and Michael goes, hey, um, I, I, he was, I sent him this morning and said, hey, here's, here's where I'm headed. And he showed up. He goes, hey, I had Matthew 22, 36 through 40 also. That was not something we talked about, but it's something that God orchestrated between us two uh, as a way only he can. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm going to read that. He says to them, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets depend on these two commands. Yeah, um, th- th- this verse is powerful, and we all, we all know it. And uh, it's, it's one of those things that um, we, we, we think we live by it. <laughs> I'm, uh, of course, out of the pulpit uh, at, at our uh, congregation, our faith family today, and, and here with you. And so I, I had to arrange a guest speaker. And uh, uh, John uh, LaMason was asking me, he goes, all right, what do you want? And I gave him this verse today. I said, this is, this is what I want you to tell them, all right? Because I've said it. I want you to hear it, and I want, I want them to hear it from you. And that is that Jesus gave us this great commandment of, of love me, love God with, with the entirety of who I am. You know, your heart, your mind, your soul, uh, your strength. And, and, and he goes, but also to love your neighbor as yourself. Love, love the people in your world as you do yourself. Mm-hmm. I said, but this is the angle I want. And you actually said these words just a second ago. This is the angle, John, that I want you to, uh, to uh, throw in their face, please. The opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is apathy. The opposite of love is not caring and so you said just a second ago and it echoes what I've been teaching and what I've asked John to teach is loving your neighbor as yourself is starting to care for them and he's right it starts right here it starts with giving these this younger generation what they really and truly need. What do they really and truly need? And that is a role model. They, they need Christ-like followers who will show them how to become Christ-like followers. 
And what's so sad about it is that these are the ones that often get overlooked. And they're right here. Because we have this mindset in our churches that they come to church, they come to Sunday school, they come to Super Bowl. That's a nice corny play on words, I'll say. Yeah. Uh, just kidding. I'm just jealous because we're not having one. Uh, they, but come they, to ours. They, they come to all of these church events, and we automatically think that that's, what, that that's what's going to change their life. And here's the thing. Christ modeled it for us. He said, I'm going to choose you 12 people. You worthless, no good for nothing, lousy fishermen, tax collectors, whoever you are. I am going to choose you and I'm going to care for you. And I'm going to show you how this is done. And that is what loving your neighbor is all about. It's not a physical issue when it comes to go. And, and it wasn't a physical issue for Sykes growing up, going to Mexico, going to Mexico, and now he's in, in Africa and, and doing these other It's a hard issue. It was a hard issue for him. It's a hard issue for me. It's a hard issue for all of us. Before the commission of go, he told us the greatest commandment, love. If we're loving God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, then God is a priority. This past week, I sent out a text blast. I sent it randomly to about a dozen people. If you didn't get one, it's not because I don't like you, okay? You'll be in the next round. Don't worry. Um, but, but I already had somebody go, hey, I didn't get one. It's okay. This one was tough. I asked the question. I said, is God a priority in your life? Is he a priority in your life? If he is, how? And if he isn't, why not? And I said, now get back to me. I even said this is a public thing. You can respond privately. Out of all the people that um, I sent it to, I, got, I had conversations with two. And, and I had a short conversation with one person that said, hey, your text really got under my skin. I said, good. Um, that's another sermon later. I'm going to share with you a response that I got about, is God a priority? Because if he is, our heart will be different. And here's what one person sent back to me. I guess the answer to the question is that sometimes he is and sometimes he isn't. Everyone has their own priorities, and everyone has those that always seem to be at the top of the list. I feel like my top priorities are always fighting for the number one spot, which of course isn't right, because God should be in and on our heart all the time, and not just something on a list. They said that was probably confusing, but I don't have a way with words. I sent back and said that was perfect, because that's the reality. We struggle with where our priorities are. And we struggle with what's going to be more important. It seems God's always important when I make a huge mistake and I stumble and I realize I can't get out of it without him. But he needs to be important day in and day out. If God is a priority, we're going to love our neighbors as ourselves. If God is a priority, we're going to want to go. We're going to want to be involved in our church. We're going to want to be involved in our communities, in our neighborhoods, in our schools, at our jobs, sharing Jesus Christ with people. So the real question as the praise team starts to come forward, the real question is not so much will you go or where will you go. The real question that everybody here needs to answer is, is God a priority? And I understand it's hard, but do we even really try to love him with everything that we are? So for you to think on this week, is God a priority in your life? If you answer yes, how? If you answer no, why not? Remember, I blow you up because I love you. Because we are called to something more than this. 
If God's a priority in our lives, we're going to love stronger. If He's a priority in our lives, we're going to forgive faster. We're not going to hold grudges. We're going to let things go. We're going to realize that everyone makes mistakes, including ourselves. And so just as we're forgiven, we're going to ask other people and we're going to give forgiveness. When God is a priority in our lives, we will give without reserve. We'll give financially and physically. If God is a priority, we will realize that what we want personally pales in comparison to what the need is. And the need that our world has is to know Jesus Christ. And I want to tell you something. Here at Huntsville Christian Church, we will be a church that meets that need. It's going to be uncomfortable sometimes, but we will be a church that meets that need. We will be a church that goes into our community. We're going to go into our state. We're going to go into our nation, into our world. And we're not just going to go because we want to fix something. We're going to go meeting needs. We're going to go praying over and for people. And we're going to go serving, whether it's in the back of the building or in a back alley somewhere. We're going to be a church that goes where it's needed and we're going to go where God calls us. That's what's going to happen as we follow God's vision in 2013. We will go being the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ. We will be last. We will put others first. I blow you up because I love you. Everybody's starting to get stiff on me and that's okay. I hope you listen to this later on on the the, uh, internet again. We will see the world through God's vision, not our own. If you're hearing this today, then you know what's expected of you as you come in and out of the doors at Huntsville Christian Church. You're expected to win, commit, grow, and go. That is not my job description singularly because I'm the pastor here. That's not Andy's job description as the associate minister. It's what we do, but it doesn't define us as ministers. That's all of us. Win, commit, grow, and go. Right now, we have an opportunity We're going to play some music. We're going to have a time for response. My question is, are you ready to go? Are you ready to see the world through God's vision? Are you ready to commit to loving God and loving others? I don't know what that looks like for you. But if you're like me, it means you're going to have to let go of some things. We've only got two hands to serve with, and and we can't serve when we're hanging on with other things that are going to hold us back. If you need some prayer to kickstart this opportunity in your life, to prepare yourself to go. The elders are here. We'll gladly pray with you. Maybe baptism is your first step. If, if that's what it is, the, the baptistry is ready. Partnering with us, maybe that's your response. Maybe you're like, man, I want to get in on this. I want to partner with Huntsville Christian Church because I want to see a church actually make a difference in the community that it's in. As we move through the community with win, commit, grow, and go, I'm not sure what your response is. I'm not sure what we've stirred up in your heart. Maybe it's anger. Maybe we frustrated you today. That's okay if we did it with the Word of God. But whatever your response is for today, don't wait. Don't wait. Will you stand with us? Will you sing? We're here. If you don't want to talk to me, you can talk with Michael. But we're here.